I am Megan Cox. I am the Division Manager for Program Evaluation and Research in the Department of Finance and Procurement. And one of our um, areas, um, our functional areas, is the Restricted Transient Occupancy Tax Grant Program, our Tourism Grant Program, that we jointly house with the Office of Management and Budget. Next slide, please. So as you are all aware, um, you are the grantees for fiscal year 24, um, and we really have focused um, on the allocations for this year related to just making sure that we have initiatives and events that drive tourism to Loudoun County. And so your applications uh, for fiscal year 24 did meet the threshold for funding and um, your allocations are based on eligible activities and eligible line items within the budget uh, that align with Virginia State Code and also the board's funding policy. As we move through the presentations today, uh, we do have Daryl Simpson on my team who will be walking through some of the um, nuts and bolts of the grant process and reporting. We also have Beth Erickson, the director of um, Visit Loudoun, who will walk through some best practices for data collection and some um, some options for online uh, data collection as well and, and templates. Uh, can we just make sure that everyone has their line muted? I do hear some background noise. Um, and as I said, as we move through this, we really want to make sure that you as grantees have the support that you need to collect the best data possible. Um, if you did watch the Board of Supervisors meeting where the recommendations for funding were approved, you will note that the board is interested in having some consolidated data from this program to help them better inform their decisions in the future for additional funds for the RTOT program, additional ways that they can support tourism in Loudoun. So we are moving to a uniform set of some criteria that would be required from your reporting. And so we want to make sure that you're adequately supported to, um, to make that data collection possible. Next slide, please. So in order to do that, we've started off with this training today that will talk to you a little bit about how to collect and also share your own data collection strategies with others if you feel that you have a particularly um, reliable way of collecting data with some of these events, um, that would be great. We also will talk through best practices and then the specific reporting requirements. Uh, and Daryl will speak specifically to the reporting requirements, but this is a reporting, um, a rolling report. So you have 30 days to provide um, a, a final financial report and then 60 days for your performance report from the date of your event. So um, we are looking at, you know, each of your reports coming in at differing times during the year. So we will answer questions about that. And with that, um, I'm going to turn it over to Daryl and please use the chat function if you have questions. Otherwise, we'll be pausing throughout the presentation. Thanks, Megan. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Daryl Simpson. I'm the grants analyst here 
uh, with the county. Um, I have been the one that has been in contact with most of you guys uh, most often. Um, so uh, glad to see some faces attached to the names that I've uh, seen come through my inbox. Um, yeah, as Megan mentioned, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the uniform requirements that are included in the MOUs. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, best practices and some um, data collection software that's going to be with Beth. Um, and Megan, if um, if Beth can't show up until 2.30, do you want me to just skip and go to my second part and come back to hers? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, so these, again, are the um, discussion topics. And again, we'll have plenty of time for uh, questions and answers. As Megan said, feel free to use the chat um, so we can kind of uh, live chat with you guys um, and clear up any any questions you might have. Um, so you'll notice as it's very timely that I just sent out the MOUs um, that each of your MOUs had uh, specific uniform requirements. Um, so each different organization with their proposal and their event or initiative um, has specific requirements that they have in reporting on their use of grant funds. Um, this is um, common across all organizations and includes um, requirements that the county has to have to address um, the tourism impact. Um, because that's the, the point of uh, the RTOT tourism grant program is to bring awareness and increase tourism activities uh, in the county. Um, and those requirements uh, also reflect language reflecting RTOT statutory goals. Uh, that includes the uh, county policy approved by the Board of Supervisors. Uh, and it also includes uh, Virginia statute uh, regarding the use of these funds. So some of the required fields um, in your uniform requirements, these these are um, things across the board that you guys are going to be responsible for uh, reporting on. And you'll notice, uh, I think it's question or um, statement four uh, on the MOUs, um, but it'll say uh, specifically this, um, you're required to collect visitors, visitor data, um, including information on overnight stays, uh, whether it be hotel, Airbnb, or other lodging uh, within the county, uh, place of residence, um, where the visitor to your event is coming from. Um, so we know that they are indeed uh, out of our jurisdiction and traveling into our jurisdiction specifically for these uh, tourism initiatives um, and looking at spending patterns. Um, how is this bringing money to not only your event, um, but to the county at large um, on hotels, on meals, um, gas, a lot of different things. Anything that brings uh, money into the county from um, outside. Uh, the other part that is required is um, working with Visit Loudon. Uh, to secure accommodations for overnight visitors. Uh, Visit Loudon is well versed and experienced in uh, working. Most of you guys have already worked with Beth and her team. Um, they can give assistance on setting up um, 
bookings for for large groups um, or pre-booking months ahead of time if your event's not um, until next year Um, and then tracking and reporting on that data so that we know again who is visiting and staying overnight here. Um, Marketing plans. most of you did include a marketing plan with your application, and I appreciate that. They were they were very good. Um, if you did not have a marketing plan, I would strongly encourage uh, that you add a marketing plan or construct one um, that breaks down um, how you are going to prepare for your event through um, advertising, both print and digital media, um, other forms of communication, whether it be snail mail or email with potential visitors um, those marketing plans will give you a very clear sense of um, what it's going to take to to pull off the event with the maximum uh, amount of success um, in getting pe- people to to come so um, any questions so far let's pause there if you do have questions please add them to the chat or unmute yourself and introduce yourself and your organization. All right, hearing none so far, we'll keep going. All right, so the next section is what Beth's gonna speak about. So I'll move ahead and we'll come back to that. Um, And I wanna go through some of the specific questions Uh, that were on the application that pertain to our data collection and reporting. Uh, These were specifically five questions um, on the application, uh, four four through seven, and then question 12A. So we'll take a few minutes and break down each of these questions, kind of get a sense of what we're looking for um, when you're reporting that data and answering any questions that you might have or giving advice on steps to improve your processes. So we'll start with question four. Question four asked, uh, how will your project result in increased spending by visitors to Loudoun County? Uh, How will you measure the increase in spending? Um, This was pretty straightforward. Um, It really just outlines what about your initiative or event will be specifically drawing people to the county Um, and of those people who will be visiting the county and your event um, how will you measure that increase in spending Um, will it be surveys will it be follow-up emails Um, there's a lot of different tactics that you can uh, employ to uh, track that sort of thing Question five um, asks how many out of county visitors do you estimate this project or event will generate and from what jurisdictions and how did you develop this estimate? Uh, So this talks about gleaning information on the point of origin um, for your uh, attendees, um, specifically those that come from outside of the county. Um, So do you require a registration? Um, is there a sign up, even if it's a free event? Um, do, is there a sign up that captures a basic demographic information, including their place of residence? Um, it also talks about developing that estimate. Um, this can be year over year. 
uh, if your event or, or initiative takes place over a number of years, uh, you can you can draw conclusions based on attendance from prior events um, and the success thereof. Um, so any any information that you can use or capture that um, lets us know where people are coming from. Questions before I move to the next slide. I've got a question, uh, Daryl. This is Ara Bagdasarian with with Benefit. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, as far as is collecting data on increasing spending, um, how, I guess, how thorough does that data need to be? I mean, obviously, because our events in primarily in downtown Leesburg, and we're you know, trying to draw people from the entire region. Uh, would we uh, survey uh, merchants and restaurants and and all that and 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 what percentage of the the survey population is considered valid data or how would we you know what kind of guidance would you have on that well megan is licking her chops so i'm going to go ahead and <laughs> let right, our megan. statistical I analysts love talking about valid data um so so that's a great question Ara, and i think um it will depend on the event but what we've suggested in some of the data collection best practices is, is surveying the merchants that are in the area um, directly surrounding and then potentially tertiary to the event itself. Um, and having that survey include really clear indicators of either their revenue increase, a percentage point revenue increase from maybe the week before through the week after, um, or if it's a weekend event from the Friday before to the Monday after, um, or the number of plates sold, the number of drinks sold, something that is a clear, clear marker of the increase that you would see in spending as potentially a direct result of the event. Now, granted, we don't have all of the extraneous variables, so it still will be somewhat of a guesstimate. Um, and knowing that surveys are typically low response, what we can also just state is that anything that you get 30% or more, we should be really happy with. Um, okay. You know, this is this is not something where we anticipate a 100% response rate. For those of you who may have a smaller subset of um, commerce or, or um, merchants you know it may even be behoove you to go door to door or request meetings with some of the merchants that you know will have a significant um, impact upon their business and ask them for the same things so it would be you know the number of increase in the number of drinks or plates sold or revenue um folks walking in the door things of that nature the number of credit card slips how many credit card slips increase did they receive? Um, so really it is that tangible information that they can be able to provide you. But, um, you know, we know this is going to be squishy for the first couple of years and this is a requirement. So we want to make sure that this data right now that we're going to be collecting, we can assume this is a baseline. Right, because many of you have not collected this information before in a uniform way. So this for the program will be a baseline and give us some good data on how we can support you in the future. I hope that answers your question. 
That does. Thank you very much, Megan. Mm -hmm. Megan, other I'm questions? Gonna... Oh, I'm sorry. Were there any other questions? Yeah, I was going to ask you a question myself. Okay. If you would speak on um, why why are we actually collecting this data? Like, what's the point to collecting the data? So there are several reasons we collect this data, but the first is that the board has requested that we report on the success of the program. Uh, this program, as you know, just started a few years ago back in 2019, and we intend on growing the program. We do have um, statutory language that can help us support upwards of you know $500,000 per year if we get the quality of applications needed. Uh, so this helps us inform the board how successful your programming is and how successful your events are. Um, and that's for the entire county. They will, they will see the aggregate report of that. And also it's to help you plan for future events. So this will help you then look at how you target your marketing efforts and advertising efforts in the future and how you can tailor your data collection. So there are several um, reasons why we collect this data and those are those are just a few. Okay, excellent, good answer. Um, all right, so we'll move ahead to the next couple questions. Uh, question six on your application asked, how many estimated overnight vitters, visitors and hotel room nights will this project and an event generate? I think this is where uh, collaborating with Visit Loudon would be really beneficial um, in determining where people are staying, um, assisting people to uh, book, whether it be hotels or Airbnbs or uh, other lodgings within uh, the county. Um, and yeah, the rest of that sort of speaks for itself. Um, I think, and I always get this one wrong, um, the measurement for what is considered an out-of-town visitor is 35 miles or 45 miles? 45. 45 miles outside of the county. So um, that is what is considered um, overnight out-of-town uh, visitors. Uh, question seven asks, what is uh, your organization's plan for collecting data regarding hotel nights and other tourism revenues? Uh, how will these attendance metrics, uh, such as out-of-state and out-of-county visitors, be tracked? Um, it asks to describe your methodology, any metrics and targets for collecting data that measure outcomes. Um, and it also asks, will any of the funding um, from the grant itself be used for data collection? Um, so that is a, an, a valid e expense um, for, for program funds is in collecting and reporting that data. Um, and it would just need to be justified in your uh, final report um, that this is uh, what you did to create a survey or execute the survey. Um, but otherwise, um, it's generally asking um, more about your methods. Um, how did you think out of the box? Um, are we coming up with new ways to um, collect some of this data? And Beth will be able to speak a little bit more on that because uh, she has a lot of really creative ideas in, in helping um, track people um, that are coming to your events. Any questions on these two? 
Well, we do have a question in the chat yeah. that I answered. Um, the question was, is the mileage from your event or from the county border? And it it is from the event. Again, we're using this loosely because we don't see the two data points um, or the two indicators on your screen right now is mutually exclusive, right? You could probably have someone from Alexandria or um, the district come to Leesburg, which is less than 45 miles away, but still spend the night. So um, we don't see these as mutually exclusive categories. Again, we we anticipate that these data will have some um, some significant crossover. And a part of that is just helping you and us in the county describe how we're uniformly collecting that and make sure that your method for that collection and your measures are sound so that when you submit your final reports, we can consolidate the information to show the success of the program. And yes, it looks like Irving, you have your hand up, Irvin? Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Irv Green from the Burke Family Reunion Club. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a question, I hear the uh, mention of survey and um, my question is, do our surveys tailor our event or are there wheels that have already been invented that we can pick it back on or are we having these surveys that tailor to our own event? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to actually pose that question back to the group. So we do not currently have a, a singular survey tool that um, we provide with questions. Would that be something that's useful? to this group to have just some questions about, okay, who are you, where are you from, how many people are in your party, et cetera. Would that be something that's useful for the group? I'm I seeing some, some head nods. nods. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you can do either or, as long as it sits with um, and, and aligns with what the uniform data collection is. So overnight stays, place of origin, number of attendees, and spending patterns. But we can certainly provide you with a list of guiding questions if that would be helpful. Absolutely, thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, and these these questions could be tailored specifically for your purposes. So if we come up with a, a list of sample questions that could be used to survey uh, your attendees, um, you can play with the wording. Um, you can play with with how you deliver that message uh, to your attendees. Um, it's there's no one solution. Um, it, it'll be unique for each of you. Yeah. All right. Um, our next slide goes into the last uh, data collection question, uh, which was 12A. Um, and this asks if existing, uh, how many visitors did your attraction or event receive when last held? Uh, provide demographic information you have about your visitors and attendees, including percentage of out-of-county out visitors compared to local residents. So this is when we're looking at uh, year over year. Um, we've we've got a number of events uh, being held that um, have occurred for multiple years. Um, and we're looking at how that program is growing um, specific, specifically as we've come out of the pandemic. 
um, and a lot of these events are restarting or have been rebranded and maybe look a little different. Um, how is that rebound occurring? Um, what is that looking like um, year over year? Um, how did that change with your marketing or advertising strategies um, and kind of what you've learned uh, through the years um, in attracting people to your event? Any questions on that one? We got another hand up. Silas. Hi there, this is Silas with the Percival Tag Sale. How are you guys? Doing well, Good. how are you? Good. This question is a little bit tricky for us because the Percival Tag Sale, um, it, this will be the 20th year. In those 20 years, it's always been a free event, a non-ticketed event. So for us to really capture how many people are coming, um, that's something that I'm struggling with. I mean, I can say, oh, it's a lot of people, but that doesn't give any data collection. On the other end of the spectrum, um, last year we had Chick-fil-A's corporate office reach out to the mayor and say that that was their highest grossing day of the year. So we have data like that that's coming from, you know, a company that has those systems in place, but we don't, I'm not, I'm struggling with how to collect the number of people per se that are coming. Well, that is a fantastic question, and and I don't want to spoil some of the information that Beth may be talking about, um, but there are some really creative solutions uh, to just that problem. Um, specifically, in if it's an unticketed event, if there's no existing registration, how do you know who's showing up and how many are showing up? Uh, there's a lot of ways you can handle that. You can have volunteers walk around with clickers. Um, simple as that. You can do wristbands. Um, you can hand out wristbands to attendees um, and keep track of how many you've handed out. Um, you can have other people, um, if there are <clears throat> food and drink vendors, um, you can do tickets for uh, food or drink. Um, there's a lot of different ways, and it's not nobody's looking for 100% accuracy, like a specific accurate number of how many people attended, but if you can provide that data um, with with a semblance of accuracy, um, it'll help us um, extrapolate from that. Megan, you want to add to that? Yeah, and I think it would depend on the the clear understanding of the method that you use to collect the data um, about how accurate you can be. So for instance, as Daryl mentioned, volunteers walking around with clickers. That at least gets you um, a subsection of the event organizers. If you know where your volunteers are, like at the busiest entrance and exits, for instance, then you may have a clearer or a more reliable understanding of who is coming in and out of the event. So, um, you know, we can certainly, and then Beth has just joined us with Visit Loudon. Visit Loudon can certainly help you with the method for collecting those data and, um, you know, essentially being able to refine it year over year so that it becomes more and more accurate since this really is, um, you know, the first time that we're requiring this specific information. And it looks like, is it Amy that has her hand up? Yes, Amy. Yes, hi, I, if I could just reply, because I have the similar thing, I'm with Percival, 
And a similar concern that Silas has for some of our events, specifically the one that we've we've applied for this grant for. But Silas, I think that you and I can work together um, because Celebrate Percival will be going on around the tag sale. And let's let's you and I have a conversation about how we might be able to work together on that because we would like the metrics for Celebrate Percival as well. So maybe there's something in the passport that we can we can work on together to help get some of that data. Okay, that sounds good to me. Thank you, Amy. Sure. All right, and I think we have, is it one more or is that it, Daryl, for the application questions? No, that is the last of the five application questions. Okay. Do you, you want to go back to Beth? Uh, yes, we'll go back to Beth. I just wanted to see if there were any additional questions related to the reporting that we are anticipating. And as we mentioned, this is going to be, this is the first year that we are anticipating uniform data collection across all events for the same metrics. So please reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, we can provide you with survey samples, um, survey question samples. We can also um, support you in brainstorming as I'm sure, I won't speak for Beth, but, but as I'm sure Visit Loudon staff could as well. Um, to support as accurate data collection as possible. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Beth, who's going to talk a little bit about data collection software and then primarily about best practices that, that she's learned through, through Visit Loudon's work. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Congratulations on your funding. That is very exciting. So a couple of thoughts. Um, when Megan and I talked about this a few weeks ago, uh, and Colleen was able to join us from DED. I think that the thought of um, having to, to really collect some of this data can seem very daunting, but it can also be very easy. So there's a few ways to do it. I know that, for example, the tag sale, um, I, I can understand some of those challenges, um, but it doesn't have to be that heavy of a lift. So a couple of things, one of which <clears throat> is there is data collection software available to you, things like Eventbrite, which I think all of us have used because it allows people to tag in. That's not applicable for, as an example, the, the, the tag sale, but it allows for people, whether it's a free ticket or not, um, it's a registration process that allows you to capture simple information like name, how many are in the party, and where their zip code is. And that's really what you're looking for. You want to be able to say 43% of the attendees came from the DMV or whatever it might be. And if you're targeting families to be able to say that you really targeted families because the average size of the group that was coming in um, was four to five, you could say something as simple if you wanted to, what are the ages or how many are under the age of X, whatever you might want to do. The thing about Eventbrite is it allows you to do all of that easily and that they would already be registered before they would even come in. Um, you can also push out push notifications, which I think is always helpful. Push notifications would be if there's issues of weather related concerns or any information you want to share or even from that economic impact um, component to be able to say while you are in fill in the blank, Leesburg, Lovettsville, Percival, stop by um, and grab lunch at here or whatever it might be. You can help push some of that information out. Um, can you go ahead and go to the next slide? Thank you, Daryl. The other is um, that we would talk about is MailChimp. And MailChimp is, it's 
I, I assume, I, well, I shouldn't assume, I imagine that many of us, if we are not aware that we have received uh, email notifications or outreach through MailChimp, I'd be surprised um, because it is extraordinarily well used. And again, this is an opportunity for you to target your audience and to be able to really communicate strong messaging directly to them as you're sending information out. Now, in my mind, if I were in your seats, I would be saying the easiest and most effective advertising for your event is social media. Hands down, 100% true. So when you look at things like, um, when we were just talking about, hang on, get my notes right in front of me. Um, but when you're talking about whether it is Eventbrite um, or whatever it might be, you can always put a link so that people know to register, but that also allows you to share and get greater outreach. I will tell you that from a digital perspective alone, you're going to be able to get a lot of information from Google. They're going to be able to give you some information about basic demographics. Where was your ad seen? Where was it clicked on? What are the demographics of the person who received the information? Now, that doesn't tell you the demographics and the point of origin for when they walk into your festival. But again, I think belts and suspenders, that's a great way to look at it. Okay, next one. So some of the best practices, some of these are really, really easy um, and some of them aren't even here. So I'm gonna start off with the most basic, which would be if you have um, general parking in an area, let's say you have parking in a field or you are designating an area for parking, you know, work with some local scouting organizations or local high schools to literally walk through and count license plates so that people can say where people are coming from. Uh, it's not an exact science, but it's a pretty good one. So you can go through and just even take a look at it from that standpoint. That's about as rudimentary as it can be, um, but I think it's a good one. The other are exit um, surveys or surveys when people are in line. So let's use an example that people have to check in to get tickets for a tasting. So they're gonna be standing in line. You could have somebody with a simple clipboard with no more than four questions, or basically I would say an iPad because it allows you to, again, tabulate it very quickly, which is to ask them, hi, um, can you give me, can you share with me a zip code today? We're collecting visitor information. How many are in your party? Uh, after you enjoy the festival, where are you thinking of going next? And that's it. it. It would take no more than five minutes. And by putting it all onto an iPad, it will automatically tabulate that. And you're going to be able to have your information come through that Megan's talking about really, really quickly. And if possible, I would always add that fourth question, which is how did you hear of the event? And you would have on that question a few check boxes to mark off, whether it's your print advertising, social media, partners, um, whatever it might be. So it allows you to, again, understand that in the next year, how were you most effective to get your message out? So very simple data collection. Um, we are happy to help you with some of those questions, um, but it, it's it's going to be a really... Uh, hi, Silas. Um, can I recommend a... Okay, it popped up and went away. I was too busy looking at what it was. So the question is, can you recommend a survey app software for iPad? 
Um, I certainly can. So what what I will do is I will ask those that are in my office who are far smarter than I am um, to pull some of that information and I'll share that with you. I think uh, Megan can help send that out. But again, um, that's going to be one of your easiest because festivals are known for lines, whether you are picking up a ticket, a drink ticket, an entry ticket, whether you're getting a wristband. Um, whatever it might be will be really, really important. So talking about some of these bullets that are here, when you have set clear achievable goals and how you intend to collect data, one of the things that I will always say is that, um, is that beyond a doubt, your first time out of the gate, you're going to learn a lot of great lessons which is when you sit down and go, this is what we believe our target audience is. This is where we believe people are going to be coming from. You may adjust once you find the reality of who is actually there. So I think year two is where you're going to be able to really set some of those goals based on what you've already learned. But your first year out, I think you need to take a look at what your targets are. And there's lessons in if you exceed your targets just as much as there's lessons if you miss your target. So don't ever let that bother you. Nobody's going to say, wait a minute, you said that 10,000 people were going to come and 2,500 came. Um, don't worry about that. Just make sure that you are, again, working through that process. Um, we talked a little bit, and I see, thank you very much on sharing some of your ideas. One of the ideas was Google Forms that came through that can be loaded on an iPad. Um, those are the steps to ensure accuracy. So even if it, if you are going old school where you have got a, um, a list of questions you want people to fill out and you have to go through, just make sure that you collect all of that and you keep it. So again, SurveyMonkey is a fantastic tool. Thank you, Daryl. Um, and it allows you to control <clears throat> both the messaging, the outcome, and the reporting. So and again, when we talk about online tracking, forms, and questionnaires, those are all would all fit within that. That observation is, again, um, some of those things like license plates. What's interesting is when you think about other destinations, so let's say that we are in the world of Disney. What's funny about Disney is that you can easily recognize the visitors, right? They're probably going to have the, 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 the mouse ears on. Um, in the old days, they would have had cameras, but they're going to be having their cameras out taking pictures, kids, sensible shoes, bags, right? Where we are, the visitors are going to look like us. And I think that that is both an opportunity and a challenge because Loudoun County, we have you know nearly 440,000 residents here. We are our own best market. So when you think about that, when you have that opportunity to engage, realize that you're gonna be engaging most often with other people from Loudoun and they should absolutely understand what you're doing. I can't imagine a whole lot of people pushing back on it. Um, but consistent, strong, reliable data will tell you one of the best stories that about the importance and the impact of your event that you could ever ask for. So with that, I'll pause and see if anybody has any other questions. You guys are really excited and jazzed up about data, aren't you? I get it. I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love I love in the mid afternoon to come in and go, hey, I'm here to talk about data collection. <laughs> Yay. But it's good stuff. That's how you know that you've done um, everything that you can do. I love data.
And um, Beth, as, as you mentioned, you know, certainly we can follow up with other options that could be easily loaded on an iPad or on a volunteer's phone, something like that, where we can just have that um, cloud-based data collection. Um, I think another piece of that is, as, as Beth mentioned, you know, we're considering this for our TOT a baseline. You know, this is the first time we're collecting this uniform data. So we want the best of your abilities, but we also need to know where those holes are and in what ways we can help support kind of filling some of the, the gaps in. So um, try some things out. Let's see if they work. Well, and I will tell you that Tracy um, Kirkman's about to jump off and she has worked with Visit Loudon over the years on a couple of different ways to do it. And I'm not going to speak for Tracy, but I will say that really try and see what fits with the tenor of your event and to make sure that it works for you, for your brand, and that it is something that is unobtrusive to your guests because we want to make sure they have a great experience. But there's no better way to engage with them. And then they they can also ask you questions like, where do I go after this? What should I see? What are the what is your favorite part about the festival? So just make sure that anybody that is interacting with the visitors are ready to answer some of those questions. And along those lines, I will throw in that we do have um, a fantastic training program called Certified Tourism Ambassadors which you could easily take a look at and we can work with you on maybe having some of your volunteers trained for free so it allows your volunteers or anybody who's interacting directly with the public um, with visitors to really provide a great experience and i think that sounds like a fantastic outcome i'm sorry megan and, and daryl i just thought about that but we are happy to help do that as well and I'm going to put that link in the chat right now. Beth, I'm glad that you suggested that. That's something that that would be a real benefit um, to anyone who's going to collect these data using volunteers. And I will tell you, Tracy, uh, not Tracy, I'm, uh, Tracy is absolutely, she just stepped off, but I see um, that Tracy Hamlin is here as well, and she is a very proud CTA. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, are there other questions related to data collection or suggestions for the group for those who've gone through this before? I feel a little bit like romper room. Hi, Nancy. I'm seeing everybody <laughs> as we're going through. This is exciting. <laughs> Hi, Ara. Hi, everybody. We're so glad that you're excited. <laughs> it just <laughs> it just lights up the room. Um, so Daryl, I think there was one previous to this. Was there a slide previous to this? In terms nope. of reporting? Nope. Okay. All right. Um, so we have all this data that we've collected through all of these creative and out-of-the-box means. Now what do we do with it? Well, these are our reporting uh requirements. This is this is what we're asking for when we want you to report on your data. Um, and a disclaimer, this is uh, a work in progress, so this is not the final version, um, but I'm creating a, a template for uh, final reports um, that just goes through some of the questions and asks, uh, was there increased vis visitation to Loudoun? Um, where might have those uh, visitors originated from? Um, 
what sort of methodology was used, uh, other demographic information. Uh, would you consider these methods successful? Um, what might you do next year or the next time you hold this event um, differently uh, to be able to capture some of this data? Um, there, there are a lot of options here. Um, now that we're getting uh, to the point where funding will be distributed, and I know we have events coming up uh, as early as September, um, so um, we'll have this report ready to go because um, as we mentioned, um, we have a timeline for the reporting. Um, so all expenses from your event uh, need to be reported to us no later than 30 days after the completion of that specific event. Uh, and the final performance report uh, is due no later than 60 days after the conclusion of project activities. Um, this is just a reiteration of what Megan said at the beginning, um, but we have 30 days uh, to report expenses after the event and 60 days to finish that final report, um, which I will finish up, get approved and get sent out to you guys. Any questions on that requirement? Yes, Daryl, I've got a question, Cesara. Um, as far as the reporting the expenses, do you need receipts or do you just need a spreadsheet? What what type of format uh, or is there a, a standard document that that you'll distribute? Um, I have not created a standard document. So um, would that so be Ara, helpful? Yeah, so Ara, to answer your question, yes, we can provide a standard document um, that has the listing. We are what we will need is is backup documentation. It doesn't have to be 100%, including receipts or things like that. But if you do have, um, you know, an invoice number that goes to a corresponding expense and a line item, that will that will suffice. And so we can send that out to the group. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, do you want to talk a little bit about next steps as well? Oh, looks like um, Anjali has a question. Yeah. Hi, I'm Anjali. I'm with the Loudoun Anjali. Museum. Um, so for the final performance report that's due 60 days after the event, is that from the start of the event or like the last day of the event? The last day of the event. OK. Yeah. And, and is there, sorry, is there a like a template for that report or yes. is it just like, OK? Yes, we will provide the template and it is from the last day of the event. Some of you have recurring events um, or quarterly um, recurring events. And so it would be from the last day of the last event. That's when the 60 day starts. Yeah, and so, so this will, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say this will just this will be in an online form um, that you can complete uh, for the process. So this will be something that can be sent via email and we can send that with the expense report template. Yep, and I'll make sure to get that that sent out. Um, and as far as next steps, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we were able to send the MOUs out um, to the organizations earlier today. Um, and I um, am looking at next Friday, the 25th, as a deadline to have those uh, signed, uh, scanned, and returned uh, to our office uh, by email is fine. 
Um, for those of you that have worked with the county before, um, you should already be set up in our uh, ACH uh, account system for receiving payments. If not, I also included directions on setting up your ACH account, um, the information that you will need to um, include to set that up, including your W-9s, um, and who to send them to, Cheryl Triplett here in Finance and Procurement. Um, and there's also an attachment with instructions that'll walk you through that if you haven't already been working with the county. Uh, once we get the MOUs back, they will be uh, signed off on by leadership here with the county. Um, once they're signed off and executed, um, we can begin the uh, disbursement of funds. Um, and what am I missing, Megan? Well, I was going to say, may I make a suggestion? I know some of you have, um, as Daryl mentioned, events in September. If you are, um, if you would like to expedite the process, we don't necessarily have to. We're not requiring ACH, I don't believe, um, this year, Daryl. Is that correct? Or are we requiring ACH? Because you can get the funds via ACH or you can get it via paper check. That's the other option um, that is available, and I wasn't sure. I wanted to confirm with you, Daryl, if we're requiring ACH. I I hadn't heard different. I know that it was a requirement last year, and I had not heard different. Okay, that's okay. why I included it. So then, yes. So then we are uh, requiring ACH. So that's something that we can um, try to expedite on our end. But also, when you send back your signed MOU, go ahead and include your invoice. We will have to have an invoice in order to process your payments. So uh, go ahead and send your invoice with your signed MOU. And as soon as we have our signatures, we will release the funds via the uh, invoice. Yes, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Jeff from um, Lovettsville Oktoberfest. So I believe, Megan, I heard you earlier say that we can use some of the grant money to fund some of the data collection tools. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yep. So we didn't plan any of that in our budget that we submitted and that was approved. So how much change, how much wiggle room is there in the budget that we submitted to you? How much of that can we change with or do we need approval to change even a dollar's worth of it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I think what we can do is um, work with you on a case by case basis, because essentially what is listed in your MOU are the big outcomes um, and and what was listed in the application. So if you would like to reallocate some of those funds, certainly we can look into that and um, we would just need to know what a formal reallocation would look like. Another good question. You guys ask great questions. Um, so lastly, um, yeah, I am always available uh, for questions for any kind of help. Uh, please reach out to me. Uh, Beth is also kind enough to uh, share her email. Um, most of you have an existing and working relationship with Visit Loudon, uh, so you can reach out to Beth as well. Um, we're here to help. We're here to help you get through the process. We want to see all these events just blow it out of the water. Um, and just yes, this I'm so proud of the RTOT program. Um, I've I've been with the county for a couple of years and 
it has grown by leaps and bounds. Um, we've more than doubled uh, our awarded organizations from last year to this year. Um, and I look forward to doing uh, double this next year. Um, so I appreciate everyone's um, attention to detail and to um, the application process and the approval process. Um, I am happy to uh, assist in any way I possibly can. So thank you all again. You've got one question outstanding. I'm Cyrus ready for question. Hi, okay, so another question that we had is, we applied for the full amount. We got a, ch a large chunk of that amount. How do we know what wasn't approved in our spending and what was approved? So we can we can provide that to you. Okay. So the okay. approvals were based on eligible expenses per the um, TOT statute. So we can we can give you that information. Okay. I apologize for not to, getting that out first. No, 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 no. That's okay. And I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Is that amount that the, each organization um, received is that sent to us to be able to use? Um, I guess if we deposit it to a separate account that's based for the event and we purchase the things that way or do we have to buy things ahead of time and then submit an invoice yep, we are payment? we are this is not a reimbursement program so you okay. will get the funds up front and then are required to report on how you spent them perfect okay thank you so much yep good questions any other questions no but i i would like to add um I know of a lot of other places that have something like this, but I will say that Loudon, I'm I'm I will echo what Daryl said, very, very proud of this program. But I will also tell you that Daryl and Megan will work with you in a way that um and I'm happy to as well, that I don't believe is always available. So please, please, please reach out. Um they're a great team at the county and we're really lucky to have them. We're lucky to be able to support such good efforts. Exciting. All right, looks like Tracy, question? Yes, I don't have a question. I just want to thank you all for taking the time to walk us through this process. And I'm just excited to be a part of anything that sets me up for success, as well as everybody else on this call. So thank you all so much. Well, thank you for attending. Yes, um, we want to make this program as successful as possible. And the only way to do that is to make sure you you are all successes. So um, please let us know if there's anything else that we can help with. We will make sure to get some um, survey templates out as well as some um, examples of additional data collection. Um, brainstorms and then um, some surveys. Uh, survey tools that could be loaded to an iPad or an iPhone, along with this presentation and recording. All right, we just thank you all for your efforts and are looking forward to attending all of the great events and um, the great tourism activities that are going to be coming up over the next year. Thank you again. Have a great day. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone.